Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChumbaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Stratycast. It's a special episode this week. We've already brought you two episodes, but with the whole developments over Soul Shard's future and the uncertainty over maybe Pochettino coming in, I decided to have Ben from the blog, uh, one of our writers, to come on and have a quick discussion about our views on United's current state. Um, ben, firstly, how are you? Yeah, I'm good, thanks, mate. Nice to have have me on, on albeit not under great circumstances. Yeah, of course, it's it's tough times, and that, that that's what I want to get to because like looking at the Manchester United dressing room, there's an obvious question right now. You know, in a space of a week, we just we we bet Leipzig five nil. There was uh, a lot of people happy and going into that Arsenal game, a lot of people very, very confident. And then we fell short and we fell short again during the week against Istanbul in a game that you'd expect Manchester United to be able to field a second strength side and still come out of it with at least a draw away from home uh, and maybe even push for a win. But their performance itself was just downbeat, wasn't it? It was, it, it was a performance that sort of, sort of encapsulated a lot of the problems at the club I think we saw a lack of leadership lack of ideas sort of no pattern of play didn't look like we were going to score it was square pegs in round holes again and we're sort of two results away from a oh, we've spoken about this before we're two results away from a calamity aren't we Every, it's been like this for a year on the social and mm. we've just not seen consistency and I don't think that result really came as a surprise to too many of us on Wednesday night, which is probably what was so worrying I don't want to fill this podcast with talking about the fact that we might not feel Solskjaer was has been backed um, enough by the board, and we we could mm-hmm. go on about that for ages. Because what this is about is, are we happy with the way things are going on the pitch with the players that he has? I I am firmly of the opinion the squad is good enough to be competing. I don't think the squad is in looking at the table right now. Um, it's in a position where it should be, and and that has to fall back on the manager, right? Yeah. Well, what the owners will be thinking, I don't think any of many of us fans are under any illusions. Is 
the, the where, where we are on the table is a real concern right now. And if the owners want top four, so the Glazers, as much as we don't want to talk about the owners, so the owners can get the dividends. Edward Wood's happy, get top four, don't, has no effect on the Adidas deal. And where we are at the moment will be a concern. And there the, can't be any surprise that Solskjaer is under pressure, even this early on. And with that, there's, there's been constant talk of Mauricio Pochettino, even since Solskjaer got the job, because he was the manager who was so heavily linked with replacing um, Jose Mourinho, who, who who replaced him at Spurs. But in the grand scheme of things, looking at Manchester United's form since Solskjaer became manager, it has been up and down. We've had our moments at the very start where an incredible run and and on the back of that he, he got the job on a full-time basis then we we hit a blip and then we'd hit good form and then it met by another blip and at the end of last season it was good form again it started with a blip this season we can't keep going on like that no there's it's, it's the, it is the lack of lack of consistency that's so worrying and i guess that's why sort of for some fans some fans would obviously like to back away and of course we all want to see him do well yeah. But it's sort of why Poch is so attractive right now. He offers sort of a set style of play, a consistency and sort of an approach that will get consistent results rather than sort of mismatching for different opponents. And that's what's been so frustrating. I mean, when a lot of managers are under pressure like this, they're sort of criticised for being stubborn and not changing their approach, maybe being more attacking. But what Solskjaer has done, he's, he's sort of, he's trying to do everything. He's... He's trying to fit players into positions that may be trying to keep players happy. And I think what Pochettino would do, which is attractive for a lot of fans and possibly the board from what we're hearing at the moment, is sort of bring a system of playing. I don't think he'd be scared to drop some of the big names that seem to be underperforming. And it, he's an elite coach out there, which is going to put Solskjaer under pressure. And I don't think there's any doubt about that. I, I, I don't think Solskjaer as of now has been a complete disaster. I, I, I no. think he, I think he's done some good things for Manchester United. And and if it is um a case that he will lose his job this season, I reflect on it that maybe it was a stepping stone job in a sense for Manchester United because the dressing room itself when Jose Reno was in charge, it was a bad place. It, there was a lot of unhappiness. And I've never had that impression from looking at Manchester United from the outside that it's an unhappy place. I think the players love Solskjaer. I think they like they like playing for him. Um, but there's been no real sense of any sort of evolution. There's, there's been no improvement or philosophy or a way Manchester United play. And and we really need that. I, I've, I've been looking at Bruno Fernandes' performances recently, and he's not a shadow on, on the player that, that came in January. And I don't think it's a player that's put his head up. I think it's someone that's really frustrated at the players around them. Uh, they're not carrying their weight. And if that breeds, Ben, if that un- unhappiness breeds, fingers will start to be pointed at the manager. Um, and that's where it's going to be in a sticky situation. Like The biggest question of all for Manchester United right now is what do they need to change this? What do they need to change to, to make Manchester United consistent, to challenge, to climb back up that table? Because... They need to decide, can Solskjaer still develop and become a top manager? Or or do they need to change it? Because right now, our sources at Strategy News have made it very clear that Solskjaer is not on, on the brink of being sacked. 
he won't be sacked after the Everton game. But I do feel also, even from, from speaking to people, I do think it's it's something that they're not exactly brushing under the carpet, that it's still it it, it it's on their list of potential to do's, if you get me. It would always it would almost as much as we, as we criticize the board and the big leagues at the top, it's almost foolish not to sort of have an eye out elsewhere, seeing as the lack of progress we're seeing six games into the I know it's only six games into the season. But when you do have an elite manager like Pochettino out there, he isn't going to be around forever. You see Paris Saint-Germain right now, I understand some of their fans are pretty frustrated with Thomas Tuchel. I don't see why why Pochettino isn't going to be around forever is the point I'm trying to make. And He turned down Barcelona last year. Paris Saint-Germain is obviously a big job where he can win the Champions League. So United would be foolish not to at least explore that possibility. However, disrespectful people might think that is to Solskjaer, who hasn't hasn't sort of proven over a consistent period that he is the man who can take United back to the top. No, I I, I totally agree, and it, it it's it's also I find it very I find it more difficult this situation right now than what it was like coming to the end of Louis Van Gaal's reign or, or Jose Mourinho's reign. Because I, I have a sense of um, real admiration for Solskjaer. And it does it does come from the fact that he was a, a great player for the club and that he loves the club. And I think that's that's a problem. That's a problem that fans have because, you know, he, he's been so influential to our future. And maybe some of us look at it that even bad results we don't we don't we don't take them fully to account that because I remember when when Jose Mourinho was in charge it felt different Ben it felt different when things were coming to an end it felt different when things were coming to an end of Van Gaal I, I, I didn't have that affiliation with those managers and it also it almost makes me want to defend them at times even when I feel defending them against people who are probably right yeah well that that is what will well, it's what ultimately will work in his favour, and it will give him more time. I don't think, I don't think there's going to be a knee-jerk reaction. I don't think a defeat on Everton against Everton will cost him his job because of so much he has done for the club and sort of moving us forward. And not he's not got rid of all the deadwood, but he's starting to, he is starting to shape a squad. Although we haven't seen signs that they're integrating well together yet. And mm. um, yeah, it's it's difficult, isn't it? I mean, he's got he's got Everton after the if United finish lose against Everton, sorry, they're seventeenth heading into the international break, and however much we we do like Solskjaer, the, not acceptable is that? Yeah, it's not it's not acceptable. And Solskjaer will, by his own admission, say it's not acceptable to be seventeenth. I think the Everton game last year was it last April? That was probably the nadir of his. He's admitted that that was the nadir of his managerial career so far, and. I think if we lose to Everton on Saturday, which is a huge game, I think that will probably top that. And it will just put him under increasing pressure over the international break and Pochettino's shadow will grow larger, won't it? I think looking back, and we, we can only go on the evidence, um, I'm looking at time under under Woodward and the way he's done things since he since he got into his current role. Um, David Moyes, when he got sacked, it was in April 2014. Van Gaal lasted till the end of the season as well. You remember, he won, he won the FA Cup. Yep. Um, although things were, were bad under those managers, United didn't pull the trigger until the end of the season. So I am under the impression that Ed Woodward doesn't want to sack 
um, Solskjaer. Obviously, he's not, he, he doesn't want to be in this position. But Jose Mourinho was sacked, okay, midway through the season. But the, the, the big difference there was how, to- yeah. Yeah, how toxic it became. Yeah. And, and Solskjaer isn't someone who comes out and publicly slams the players. There are times where I think he's too soft. And I think at times he's too nice to the players. I think at times he's too, more, too much respect for the players because he, sometimes he has to lay down the law. And after some of the performances we've seen this season that have been totally unacceptable, we've still seen those players start the following week. And it gets to the stage where I think that are these players, do they, do they feel they have a free roam? That no matter what they do, they're going to be in a starting life. Now, that, that's soldier and people close and they might find that as an insult. And maybe I'm wrong because I'm not a fly on the wall. I don't see everything that happens. I don't see when, if soldier gives Pogba a bollocking or gives Lindelof a bollocking. I don't see that. But what I'm saying is from what I can see from the TV and interviews, and stuff. I do wonder if he is too nice at times. And I don't think if Pochettino came in that he'd have too many passengers because his teams are hard working. He wouldn't have a midfielder um strolling around the pitch um and, and not putting in a graft like we often see with, with Paul Pogba. Uh, I know people are I think the past few weeks I think I've named Paul Pogba more than ever and people are starting to say on Twitter I have an agenda. It's not the case. It's um it's a result of what is it four years of complete and utter um shit and uh, yeah. it, it, it it's not good enough and I'm I'm tired of it and I think he is a problem in the dressing room because also Ben we've mentioned the the, the players in in the dressing room there's some big players there and I am under the impression that if they did look to to Solskjaer and they really cared that they get together themselves and they'd muscle up something because. We should be breezing past some of the teams that have beaten us, that have held us to a point in the league this season. And I can't get my head around it. So it, it, it's, it's coming to the stage that I've said it in the summer, that I didn't think so much I would last the season. Because yeah. of the way in which the summer went. Now it's getting to the stage that it's not because of the way the summer went, because we're not winning games that we should be winning. We're not winning games we should be winning, but the summer... is. It, it, the start of the season you, it is undoubtedly a hangover from last season. You have to sort of, the summer has to take some account of that because Solskjaer didn't get the targets he wanted. He didn't, he would have had a plan going into this season, maybe with Sancho. I'm not saying Sancho would have been a difference or a centre back. And he hasn't got those targets he wanted. Instead, he's got a not match fit 33 year old Edison Cavani. We can't judge him yet, but obviously we've shown that we've seen that he's not up to speed. We've got Alex Tellers, who obviously it's been a frustrating start for him. And we've got a couple of young wingers who aren't ready for the first team yet. So as much as we said so we didn't want about, about this podcast to be about sort of how, yeah. he hasn't, how he hasn't had a hand in the transfer market, it, it has had a big effect because there isn't a sense of negativity around the club like there was when Mourinho in like the, December 2018, just when he was about to lose his job. But it is pretty toxic at the moment. And that is bred from a lack of transfers, a lack of sort of clarity from the board and how far, how little we've progressed since getting third place in June last year. Ben, what do you think Ed Woodward and Manchester United are going to do? International break coming up and as I said, our sources are telling us that they're not planning on pulling the trigger just yet. Um, They're downplaying reports that there's been contact with Mauricio Pochettino. However, 
Julian Lorenz, um, a, a respected French journalist, has said that they haven't necessarily made contact with Pochettino because they've done so previously and they know he's ready. So if Solskjaer was to be sacked, that a idea of Pochettino could be done very quickly. So what do you think? I'm going to, I'm going to give it to Christmas. Do you think he'll be fired and sacked by Christmas? Has he got? Has, do you, or do you think he'll turn it around and and show and show that upspring and form that let's not forget he has shown before on the bounce back of some bad form? Because like I have said, it's, it's up and down. With Solskjaer, it's been it's been really good at the start. Then we met a blip when he got the job on a full time basis. Then he brought us back up, and the same thing happened last season. Yeah, of course, we are always up and down. And I guess what was so worrying in the last two games, which is sort of mounting pressure even more, is that when we did lose 1-0 to Arsenal and put in a pretty pathetic performance, you expect a response against Istanbul, don't you? And he didn't get that, which is what makes the Everton game so big. I think pressure will be on over the international break, but I think the next games we've got West Brom and we've got Southampton. Southampton will be a tricky game. And then we've got the Istanbul again, PSG, West Ham and Leipzig. I think if he doesn't win at least two of those Premier League games and doesn't and doesn't get out of the Champions League group, I think that I think that it's gonna be it's gonna be hard for him to keep his job, especially with Pochettino waiting in the wings. I don't think it doesn't take a genius to work out what job Pochettino wants at the moment. I don't think that Monday night football appearance was coincidental. I think he's shown in the media that he's ready and he's waiting in the rings ready for if, if Solskjaer gets sacked. Um it's difficult to call. If if we do put a convincing performance in against Everton on Saturday, suddenly the fan base will be right back on our side again. That's sort of the nature of how it's going at the moment. And maybe he'll get a chance and over the international break we'll he might integrate some of the players in better, but it's it's hard to there is a sense of inevitability, isn't there, around his job at the moment and with such an elite manager like Pochettino not being around forever. You sort of sense that he will get the get the job at some point. Yeah, it's just for me. I think I do think the game against Everton is big, um, because it 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 could restart that cycle again of an upspring in form, but a defeat could also send a very very dour message ahead of an international break, and I wonder too with that kind of situation do players look forward to coming back to their club after an international break when they've mm. left it in such dire situations and if results don't pick up and it's been the case this is not me talking like a fly in the wall I'm talking this is football no matter what club you talk about but if the manager's not getting results players don't really blame themselves um, mm. they might come out in the media and say we take responsibility but if anything this dressing room um, not this particular dressing room, but dressing rooms of, of the past have shown that when things get bad, they won't blame themselves. They'll point fingers at the manager. And I, and we've seen in, in recent games some of the substitution deci- decisions and, and tactics that, that Solskjaer is not faultless. He has made big mistakes in games. Yeah. His setup, um, I think the game against Arsenal was, was really, really clear to see that it was his 100 game in charge but he's still chopping and changing at his system, at what players to play. But it looked like Mikel Arteta, the Arsenal manager, who I think still has a lot to prove. But I'm starting to see this season that he's coming to 
his plan of, of our way to play. Yeah. Um, they've beaten some big teams in the past year. They, they've they've had good results, including against us. So it's it's coming to the stage that I do believe after 100 games, we should have a very clear sight of what way Solskjaer wants to play. And I'll be honest, Ben, I don't have it right now. I love, I love Solskjaer and it would upset me to see him sacked. Yeah. But... I think it's inevitable. I, I, I don't I really don't see him in the job at, by the end of January. By the end of January. So do you think he needs to does, I, 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 I think, you think a win against Everton saves him for the international break? Yeah. Well I, I, I don't think he would be sacked after the Everton no. but but I but I think a defeat against Everton will will push him to a to a point that's near the edge. Um yeah. and and he needs results very, very quickly because as you alluded to at the beginning of the podcast, the, to the Glazers it's about dividends, it's about commercial greed, it's yeah. it's all these things. They need Champions League football. If we get to a stage by by Christmas and that's even in more doubt, yeah. He's gone. And as as again you said, with Pochettino available, a, a manager who who the club clearly like um it's just it's it's going to happen i think I, and I, I i hate i hate talking i hate i, I don't i don't like talking about it because you look you go on twitter and i think it, most people listen to the podcast would agree twitter can be a, just a horrible place sometimes and, pe- and people don't even think before they tweet they're just angry it's just oh, oh, it, people's anger is intensified they're 10 times worse and, pe- and people don't think about some of the stuff they're tweeting and i do wonder would you say this to his face because we're we're talking about a man who could get sacked. Um, yeah. I don't think any of us in any job that we might do. <laughs> I know we're both working for Australia News now, but no one ever wants to be sacked. Yeah, I think um, well, well, in this podcast, especially, well, what we've said in this podcast maybe comes across as we we don't we dislike social. It's obviously not the case. We respect him completely, yeah. and there will be a big backlash from a, a lot of he always does have huge support within the club and he always will because of what he's done as his time at the club but um i think even for the owners of the owners of the other big clubs i think if they were in 15th right now with seven points after six games and losing three of the f- first four home games conceding eight goals i think their manager would be under pressure as well so it shouldn't come as a surprise that a manager who perhaps doesn't have the credentials of some of the other managers in the premier league is 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 in fifteenth position in, in one of the biggest clubs in the world. Obviously, it's hard after six games to sort of say, "Oh, there you go, you've got to, you've got your your job's gone." But it comes to a point, and that point will come very soon where a decision has to be made. Yeah, I I I just find that when people speak about it on social media, they they don't look at what what they're actually talking about in a sense that we're talking about someone losing their job, and I know. Yeah. We have it. We have a massive affiliation to Manchester United. We love our football club, and we want the best for it. Um, and maybe it's hypocritical of me, maybe because I didn't think about it this way when when Jose Mourinho and Van Gaal were getting sacked. Now I see it differently because I still really like this man and what he's done for this club. Um, and that's blinded. Some I'm sure people listening to the podcast would be saying, mm-hmm. take the blinkers off. Um, if you really love this club, think about the results. And it's hard. It's hard to kind of detach yourself from someone that you really want to succeed. I'm yeah. not giving up yet. He's still in the job, okay? Until he's sacked, 
he is still in that job. So when when, when we play against Everton the weekend, I'm desperate for a big win. I'm desperate for 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 a performance that that makes us aroused. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I want to see Manchester United do well under Solskjaer, and that hasn't changed. Oh. I've I've seen people this week almost point score because they've been saying for a length of time that it's time to sack Solskjaer. So when they see a bad result and a bad performance, they almost wave this wand and laugh at people and say, "Well, I told you so." It, if you are someone who gets a fix at a Manchester United losing the game and claim to be a fan. Yeah. There's something very, very wrong with you. Now I'm not saying you need to blindly support the manager, but you you can't get your 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 trills um off that 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 that's weird behavior. Um and I and I really I I would love nothing more from turn around. But I'll be honest, I don't see it. I I, I do see this as the beginning of the end for Solskjaer, as sad as it is. Yeah. Uh, before before we leave, go because this was just something we we had to, we wanted to touch on this because it's such a big bubbling topic this week. And I feel if we left the podcast to next week, there'd be other things to discuss. And this might be under the carpet. I don't want that to happen. Ben, before we go, is there anything you, you, we haven't touched on when it comes to this topic with Solskjaer and Pochettino um, that you'd like to touch on? Or, or even uh, another side question is, is there anyone that hasn't been mentioned as manager? That Not that you, you'd like to see get the job, but at least be considered. Because I, I, I can think of one or two that I think have done really good jobs and one yep. of them is a very controversial one who managed a rival um previously mr brendan rogers yes, yes yeah there is a lot of talk about him at the moment i think he's shown a lot of sort of tactical aptitude hasn't he in, the, in recent games he's obviously one that i don't think he's going to get the job i think there will be a huge backlash if Solskjaer is replaced with brendan rogers but you've got you've got people like julian nagelsman don't you you've got max allegri i think nagelsman would have been a lot more highly considered if he hadn't have come to Old Trafford and his team had just completely <laughs> sort of fall, fallen at the feet. Do you know what I mean? You know, they just sort of gave up at Old Trafford. I don't think that was a good a good look on him. But I'm sure he's a manager. He's still worried about his suit before the game than starting yeah. the team. <laughs> well, I think that'll work in absolute wonders for the PR, wouldn't it? Get 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 him announced in a in a Manchester United suit or something silly. <laughs> <laughs> Do it on a reveal it via TikTok now that they're on. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, before we go, um, is there any points that we haven't brought up with Solskjaer that, that you, you want to raise? Because I know it's it's a relatively short podcast, but it is singly topic. I think it's it's the style of it's the pattern of play that we're not seeing that that we've sort of never really seen a consistent style of play. What we have had brilliant wins and they they've been one off. They haven't been joined together. Maybe I'm repeating myself here, but. We've not we're not seeing any attacking philosophy and not seeing a way like a way that we can win games and when we do fall behind in games like we did at Istanbul like we did against Arsenal we don't look like we're going to get back into games and that is so worrying when we need we there's no excuses now we have to start winning games to crawl back up the league table we've had a good start in the Champions League but obviously that's been relinquished now so I I do think a real worry is is our, is the way we attack and the way we sort of try and break teams down and that's been a worry for over a year now. I tell you what the biggest worry for me right now is whenever I see the first goal we conceded against Istanbul the other night what was going on? It was an absolute calamity wasn't it? I think but, but what I would say about that goal is you cannot tell me that Ole Gunnar Solskjaer has to tell a fullback or a defender to stay back. I know it's from him, but 
say Harry Maguire can't tell Luke Shaw to stay back for that corner. He's captain. Or, then then yeah. he's captain. You know, yeah. this is the thing. We, we, we talk about great, great figures in Manchester United history. And we talk about the times under Alex Ferguson. And it was always said that when Roy Keane was there, he was like a second manager. He was a manager on the pitch. Yeah. And, and, and he, and he made, made sure the things on the pitch were right at all times. And I, and I was listening to, to Harry Maguire speak about Keane's comments last week. And he said he doesn't look at them. Well, Maguire, you, you need to look at them. Yeah. You, you need to look at this criticism because if you're ignoring it, which is what it looks like, that's part of the problem, buddy. Um, yeah. It's part of the problem because, yet yeah, we're getting annoyed with some of the players. It, it might sound like I'm not getting annoyed with Solskjaer, but I'm getting annoyed with the whole picture. More people need to start taking responsibility at this football club. Yes, the manager is is not getting the results, and yes, he's making bad decisions in games, and need and and that needs to be brought up and criticised. But are the players doing their job? Are the board doing their job? Because I I, I think let's look at the whole grand scheme of things. That Manchester United are a very very poorly football club, and I also think that the next manager has a very high possibility that he he would be the next victim. Of a poorly run football club. Of course, it's a cycle, isn't it? Um, managers will always be the fall guy for for what happens. But another point that sort of haven't made. Sorry for keep rambling no. on. Is can Manchester United afford to sack Solskjaer in in this COVID period? They were reluctant to spend money in the summer. Pochettino will demand wages. I've heard twelve million. And will United want? It will come to a point where they have to make the well. They'll have the ultimatum of do they spend that money for the long term gain and I think that's something that's not really been raised if United are going to... Because they had, they had to spend £20 million to pay off Mourinho, didn't they? And that was a decision they were probably reluctant to make for a few games. Obviously, Solskjaer doesn't have that... Maybe he wasn't clever enough to have that in his contract. But, um, yeah, I think whether he pulls the plug... There will, there, there will be a lot of money that has to be spent to bring in Pochettino. And then he'll obviously want his own players he will, and with his own philosophy and then the cycle rinses and repeats, doesn't it? Absolutely. Look, I I think one of the best tweets that I've seen this week came from from Red Issue, and it came along the lines of, um, and I think from what you just said, this might be one of the cheapest options because he's already been paid by the club, but paid excessively, um, way too much. But Paul Pogba maybe give him play manager to the end of the <laughs> that way we can definitely get rid of him. He'd be definitely gone and axed by the, by the end of the summer because I I will say too, and I, and if Pochettino comes in between now and the end of the season, Ben, I will be very, very surprised um, if, if if Pogba remains a key part of the start, starting lineup unless he dramatically changes his ways. Now, if you think Pogba is going to change his ways, no. you're, you're basing it on nothing yeah. because, because he hasn't done that under... Let's not forget, Mourinho was the problem before. Um, the problem... That problem has been removed, but the real problems still exist, if you get what I'm saying. Yes, yeah, I think it's a deep-rooted problem, isn't it? With Pogba's a bit of a enigma. No one can really work it out. And I sort of, I do sort of agree with your way of thinking that how how long are you going to give him till he starts proving himself in the Manchester United shirt? We've not seen five consistent performances in a row from him in four years. And I, I, I have been a fan of Pogba and what he can do on the pitch, but it comes to a point where you're not performing under any manager. You're not sort of providing the manager with what he wants in a set role. And at the moment, Solskjaer is shoehorning players like Pogba into the team 
But, but I, I tell you another thing. We talk about Pogba. He does good things in the pitch when he plays for France, okay? When he plays for yeah. Juventus. But unless you're French, name a Manchester United fan who re, who should care about his, his World Cup. I care about Premier League titles and I care about winning the Champions League. And that's, you know, it sounds ridiculous, but that's what we signed Pogba to do. We 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 signed Pogba the same summer we signed Slatan. Exciting signings, superstars apparently. Slatan was a superstar. Of but, but Pogba came like something you'd buy from the pound shop. Overpriced, overpriced gift from the pound shop because it it didn't add up. It was like you you think you're buying a, a Gucci T-shirt, but it's actually counterfeit. Uh, that 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 that's what looking back on his time at Manchester United, that's what I'm getting, and that's what I put it down to. Um, but Ben, short notice this podcast. I appreciate you coming on. You can no read. Worries, mate. I've enjoyed it. Brilliant. You can read Ben's stuff on straightynews.com, Ben Parsons, and he's on Twitter as well. Um, and, of course, you can follow Straighty News on Twitter also, Straightycast at Straightycast. Um, my name is Dale O'Donnell. You can get me O'Donnell Dale on Twitter. And, Ben, what's your what's your precise Twitter account again? Um, just underscore Ben Parsons. Brilliant. Okay, we'll see you again next week. And I'm ho- hopefully we play Everton and things are a little bit up upbeat because... <sighs> It's hard to podcast when you're feeling like this. <laughs> Thanks, Ben. Cheers, mate. Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.